listening to the Not Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Not Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, where we're going to go ahead and review our rankings and matchups for Week 10. As always, you're joined by your somewhat starting to get sick host, Bob and Dan. <laughs> yeah. Dan, yeah, no. what up? What up, Bob? <laughs> it is, uh, yeah, it's that time of the year where everyone's starting to get a little bit of a sniffle here and there. <laughs> I got a so, little drip and a sniffle. Yeah, got a little bit of a sniffle, so... Now it's just kind of uh, hoping that the body can fight it off for me at this point. Yeah, you have already been through it and are fighting it off. My daughter's been, like, hacking in the middle of the night, so I think she uh, it's just dropped, a matter one, of dropped one right in my face last night. So I think that's – I could start feeling the throat, you know, starting to get a little scratchy. Yeah, there was a guy at, uh, at my office who was walking around saying he was sick, and I was like, wow, great. And now I've got the same thing. He's like, prepare to be miserable for the next five or six days. I was like, well, thanks for coming in, buddy. Yeah, let me give you a high <laughs> five for that one, please. Yeah, let me, let me cough right back in your face, bro. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just it's it's cold in the Northeast here in the Midwest, So uh, and it looks like it's only going to get colder. I think we might actually get our first hint of snow this weekend, which I don't know if I'm really ready for. I know I'm not ready for it. <laughs> Luckily, uh, I usually don't get it as bad as uh, you know I, I used to up in the the great city of Cleveland. But yeah, now it's not that bad. But uh, not looking forward to the change in weather. That's for sure. Amen. All right, so in this episode, like we do every Thursday, we're going to go ahead and do our rankings review. So uh, if you're new or if you're somebody that has followed us, here's how we do it. On Wednesday night, uh, on our Twitter and Instagram feeds, at NotTakesFF, we drop our rankings for quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, and defense. And what we do is we give the top 12, and then we provide a sleeper. So, you know, for those that are dealing with bye week issues, which might be happening this week, we'll give you a sleeper that you can feel confident throwing in there if you need sort of an upside player, somebody to, to take the blow off of uh, maybe losing a quarterback or maybe getting somebody injured last weekend dealing with bye. So we'll cover all that and give some stats behind that. But, Dan, you ready to jump in with the quarterbacks? Let's do it. All right, so number one, Patrick Mahomes, home, Arizona. Two, Cam Newton, about to play in a couple hours here in Pittsburgh. Three, Aaron Rodgers, home against the Dolphins. Four, Drew Brees, away against the Bengals. Five, Phillip Rivers, away against the Raiders. Six, Matt Ryan, away against the Browns. Seven, Jared Goff, home against the Seahawks. Eight, Tom Brady, away against the Titans. Nine, Big Ben, home against the Panthers. 10, Carson Wentz, home against the Cowboys. 11, Russell Wilson, away against the Rams. 12, Ryan Fitzpatrick, home against the Redskins. And our sleeper this week is Alex Smith, away against the Buccaneers. So, Dan, initial thoughts on the quarterbacks. Uh, There's just, like, a lot of weird games this week where, like, Tom Brady versus Tennessee, I, I feel like that's a great place 
than a great play for Tom Brady. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I feel like that that one jumps out to me the most out of these rankings uh, as, as somebody who's maybe outside of that top five and, and pretty decently outside that top five that I could definitely see jumping into the top five out of, uh, you know, having just one of those monster Tom Brady games. The only thing that kind of holds him back, though, is, is you know, Gronk not being Gronk. Gronk being uh, a little bit banged up. But the other thing is, is that he's making it up in other ways. I mean, he's making it up with James White out of the backfield. And, and Edelman has been back. And James and Josh Gordon is uh, – not James Gordon. Josh Gordon is uh, starting to come around a little bit as well. So, uh, I mean, I think that that's the one that really jumps out at me that, you know, I think we maybe have a little bit low considering the matchup. Does, but, does, I mean, does, does Tennessee cons- surprised last week the defense was surprisingly good last week but that's also against dallas so yeah yeah. can i give you a counterpoint to that and i I agree we he could end up being the number one i mean it very well um here's one thing that could work in his favor this game's the highest projected point total as of researching this morning at 54 but here's the counterpoint last two games at Buffalo, 324 yards, that's good, but no touchdowns. No so, touchdowns, right. Green Bay, 294 yards, so almost there, and one touchdown. So he hasn't really been throwing touchdowns the past two games. So could he come back and drop three on Tennessee, especially going against Malcolm Butler, their old cornerback? Very well, but I, I think there's some reasoning behind why we're a little conservative, but to Dan's point, I wouldn't doubt if he jumps towards the top here by the end of the week. It's just one of the you know i just tennessee is not one of those teams that defensively i feel like is going to have a a good or a good chance of shutting down touchdown tommy that's all right no i i agree there's definitely there's definitely two ways this could play out and um yeah we may be low on him um what what are some other players you got before i jump into some uh, notes on my end Love Philip Rivers this week. Um, I I just think he's just hitting his stride. Uh, He's been spectacular the last couple games. I'm starting him in multiple leagues this week because, let's face it, that Oakland team is not necessarily terrible, but I I just think has lost all desire to be good. They're giving up. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I think it's just a situation where uh, the defense, you know, you gave up our best player at the beginning of the year. Uh, and you keep trading away everybody like I mean no one I feel I'm feeling like no one feels safe there you know what I mean it's just right. one of those things where everyone's just kind of looking around to seeing who's the next kind of guy to fall uh, and on the other hand we finally have got it looks like Melvin Gordon's getting right back to it uh, Tyrell Williams is emerging as a legitimate number two um, Mike Williams is emerging as a at least a deep play threat for one or two plays within you know the the script of the game, and finally you get you got a legit Keenan Allen signing last week, so it, this could be the uh, you know if they could put it together back to back weeks, uh, now they're cooking with something. So I also where I think touchdown Tommy is low, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Philip moved his way up there. I, I don't think he's passing Patrick. Uh, there's just no way Mahomes is going to be doing anything other than the usual 303 let's be honest uh <laughs> those other guys there i think he they could jump and the other one that's really intriguing to me is matty ice uh just to, just look at the difference from matty ice this year to matty ice last year i, I mean i had matty ice last year and it was a nightmare because he was playing horrible uh here we are this is the matty ice of this is the every other year matty ice this is if the you know mvp I mean this that. is the mvp right. level matty ice for sure 
So, I mean, I was talking to uh, my wife earlier, and she was saying, I've got Cam Newton and Matty Ice. Who should I play? I said, Matty Ice. It, it wasn't even a, there wasn't even a second there of where I should say uh, Cam Newton. I mean, where I should say Matty Ice. And the only reason I say that is uh, I, I think that you and I, we, we talked about this a lot that so far uh, the last couple of weeks. I, I think the defense is, for the Steelers is coming around. Uh, I get it. Uh, Cam Newton's having a great year. He's he's surrounding by surrounded by great weapons, uh, but I, I would rather have Matt Ryan going against uh, Cleveland, even though it's probably going to be cold. Uh, it's going to be outside, uh, just because I feel like that team's in, still in turmoil, uh, and I just don't think that they got, have enough answers for the weapons on the Falcons at this point. Yeah, so let, and actually those are three players that you just named that I have notes on. So let me give some more notes to sort of back up where we're at here. So f- back to Philip Rivers. Everything you said spot on and also add that the Raiders have given up at least three passing touchdowns the last three games. So, <laughs> I mean, with Rivers cooking and them tanking pretty much, right? possibility of three touchdowns. Matt Ryan... So there have been some injuries on the Browns defense, which definitely helps in Ryan's favor. But Matt Ryan's also been cooking over the last three games, throwing for over 350 yards with eight total passing touchdowns. So almost a lock for 350 and three. Right. And then Cam Newton. So the Panthers versus Steelers on Thursday night had the second high. They were tied for the second highest projected total at 51 and a half. Pittsburgh defense has been coming uh, on lately. You're 100% right there, and I hope they keep it up. I would rather get a win from them than a fantasy performance from Cam. But Pittsburgh's still bottom five against fantasy quarterbacks in our league of record. And Cam Newton, surprisingly, and he's not normally like this, is one of the most consistent passing threats in the league. He's at least two touchdowns every game but the first game. And he adds that run uh, capability. So uh, they're designing runs for him. I mean, his lowest rush total so far this year has been five. So uh, I'm worried if Pittsburgh does send heavy blitzes, can he sneak out and get like a good 30-yard gainer that could possibly go for a touchdown? That's that's the one thing I think saves him because if you just look purely at his passing stats, the two touchdowns are nice. But he's not, like, gouging people with passing yards. Yeah, the yardage is not as nice as Matt Ryan, for example. Um, But I agree with you 100%. It's that rushing attack. It's his – I mean, the other thing is is that when they get in goal line scenarios, uh, it's not just handed off to McCaffrey or, you know, uh, handed off to the up back or – I mean, one of the plays that is routinely run by the Panthers at the goal line is – Read option, yeah, with yeah. the snake. Quarterback yeah. sneak with Cam Newton. So, I mean, in those goal line scenarios, it's just as equally equally likely for him to throw for a touchdown as it is for him to run for a touchdown. So, and you don't get that with very many other quarterbacks. Right. Uh, so, you know, maybe it was a little bit of a homer pick for going with for giving the Matt Ryan advice, but but I guess we'll see. That, that's kind of why we play the games, right, Bobby? Exactly. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> And this is why we both have input. So, you know, Dan would put Matt above Cam. I would go Cam above Matt, but that's why we discuss it. So you can sort of get our insights on how we both rank uh, the players when we do our composite rankings. Dan, there's two more that I want to talk about, and they're actually the last two on our list. Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, you know, and it's totally acceptable. Got called out a little bit on... um, Twitter uh, when the rankings released saying that, you know, I think we have uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick a little low. And here's 
sort of my notes as to why. He could end up being the number one fantasy quarterback this week. He's done that before, and he has every weapon possible to do that. Here's my concerns. If he has another slow start or he starts throwing a lot of interceptions, and Washington's defense I think is better than what they showed last week, there's always a threat that they could just yank him and go right back to Jameis. Jameis, right. So no, I agree with that. That's where at least my conservative portion of the ranking came with Ryan Fitzpatrick. What, what do you think? No, I, I agree with that. It, it doesn't even seem like to me, like the quarterback scenario, and, and everyone has said that, on the team, it's a week to week evaluation as to who they're going to play. Um, I just don't think that. The, so, like, to your point, Bob, if he go, goes in there and he throws two picks on the first two series, which could happen. Right. Fair. Could absolutely happen. Uh, at what point are they saying, all right, Jameis, start warming up because Fitzmagic just isn't on fire tonight? Uh, so if you're playing him, I, I think you're not only playing against the defense, uh, but you're also playing against the coaching staff of the Buccaneers because, I, I mean, let's see. If they really had um, confidence in Fitzpatrick, let's be honest, uh, would he have ever gotten benched that first game back? Nope. No. He absolutely would not have been getting benched because he was. I mean, he was, that was the stretch of games where he was playing fantastic. He came in, had a couple of bad series, and now all of a sudden it's Jameis Winston, and then Jameis Winston comes in and has one bad game, and now it's back to Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, it's one of those things is that Fitzpatrick is not a long-term solution at quarterback. Uh, there's no way that he's there beyond this year, uh, unless who knows? Maybe they're going to draft a rookie and keep him on to you know help mentor him, like. Uh, they didn't uh with the jets but right, with McCown. uh I, I mean that's why and that's why we haven't ranked so low is that we, there's no way i guarantee or i could feel comfortable saying uh in, in every scenario no matter how it plays out ryan fitzpatrick's gonna be the starter in the fourth quarter uh this is just not one of those things that i would ever put money on yep so there's some insight and, and hey Thanks for bringing up the topic on Twitter um, because we like sort of explaining why. And and real quick, Dan, the last one, Alex Smith is our sleeper. Had 300 passing yards, 300 plus passing yards against a bad Falcons defense last week. We're going right back to it. He's playing the worst passing defense in fantasy. Yep. And they at least give up two to passing touchdowns. So uh, if you're sort of in a pinch, um, could do worse than Alex Smith. So Yeah, it's one of those things is that uh, – I don't know. I, I feel very comfortable with just about any quarterback going against Tampa Bay, which is why Smith is a legit sleeper this week. My my only concern is, and I saw this today because I was doing a little bit of, uh, you know, I, I was following up on to see how my trade from earlier this week would work out for me this week because AP is supposed to be having a huge, huge week, huge projections this week. Uh, but I, I saw that they have like three out of the four starting offensive linemen out this week. Uh-huh. Uh, so they're saying he he's, has been downgraded to a, uh, you know, running back two. Uh, so, I mean, if you're thinking about that, and you've got Alex Smith, if they're not going to be able to run the ball, that means Alex Smith is going to be throwing the ball a lot. But how many sacks are we going to be getting out of that Tampa Bay defense? So, so that kind of eh, that kind of causes me some concern. But 
I, I've all the games we talked about. I think this one has the greatest chance of being just a complete shootout because all Tampa Bay games so far this <laughs> season have been a complete shootout. Exactly. So yeah, that covers our quarterbacks and we're going to go ahead and move on to our running backs. So number one, Todd Gurley home Seahawks Two, Kareem hunt home against the Cardinals three Alvin Kamara away Bengals Four, Melvin Gordon away Raiders five Saquon Barkley away 49ers six James Conner home Panthers seven Zeke Elliott away Eagles eight Joe Mixon home against the Saints nine Christian McCaffrey away at Steelers 10, James White away at the Titans. 11, David Johnson away at the Chiefs. 12, Tevin Coleman away at the Browns. Sleeper this week, Duke Johnson home against the Falcons. Dan, initial thoughts. Love that sleeper. Uh, I was t- Again, uh, this is part of the part of the usual Thursday routine with, with the wife is, uh, you know, you know, who should I pick up? Who do I like? Who do I like this? And one of the sheet guys, she says, Duke Johnson have any value? And I said, yes. Yes, he does. He's a great flex play this week. You absolutely should pick him up. Uh, and I'll just give you an idea of who else she had. Uh, she had Tevin Coleman, Mark Ingram, and I can't remember who else. But my advice to her was uh, you need to – it was another running back other than Tevin Coleman because he had Tevin Coleman in the flex. It was uh, ditch Mark Ingram, put Tevin Coleman in there, and then drop somebody and throw Duke Johnson in that flex just it's, because it, I think the upside there is, is, is you know, huge. It, it's funny you say that because I'm actually contemplating in our league of records swapping <laughs> Mark Ingram out for Duke Johnson this week. I just remember whenever Mark Ingram came back, uh, we were a little bit worried of that it was going to cut significantly in the Kamara's time, and you know, you know, what are they going to do with him? And then after that first week where he kind of went off uh, and beat and led you to a two-point victory over me, Bob, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's not really done that much right I mean, he's just not been as involved maybe as he had been the, even the year before it's weird the involvement's there but his production's not there that's the thing right. that's weird about it and oh see the thing that i keep struggling with is cincinnati has been one of the worst defenses really against any part of the uh offense in fantasy so sure i keep having that go back and forth but to that point if we go back to duke johnson atlanta allows the third most receiving yards to backs in the league at a little under 65 yards and he was heavily involved in the pass offense so you're buying into the fact that a heavily involved in the pass b falcons defense does not know how to stop receiving backs that's where i'm sort of wondering do i do i try it and i think this might be a week and based on the matchup that i have where i can maybe get sneaky with it and see if it'll work you know what i mean based on yeah, who i'm we, playing and we talked and we talked about him in Real Fake on Tuesday. Uh, and I recall both of us said, no, not your typical Duke Johnson production. Uh, don't expect this every week. I think it's fair to say you don't expect this every week, but you have a decent expectation at least this week that it could happen again. Yep. Uh, just because of who he's playing. Uh, so uh, that's the, the first guy that kind of jumps out to me uh, is, is Duke Johnson. I, I, I mean, I don't love him going forward. I do love him this week against Atlanta, just like I love anybody going against Tampa Bay in the past. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, Dan, some notes about some guys at top, people that you're no-brainer starting, but just want to throw out some stats to show how dominant some of these players are. Cream Hunt facing one of the worst run defenses. He's averaging 
about 137 scrimmage yards over the past six weeks with 10 total touchdowns. That's ridiculous. Yep. Just picking up where he left off last year. Uh, remember, he, beginning of the season, we were kind of like, eh, is something going on here? Is, is he maybe, was he hyped too much last year? No, 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 no. It, no, those were unwarranted concerns. It was one of those situations where, uh, you know, the production's there, the athleticism's there. Uh, no need to worry because it all, it all comes together, and here it is. I mean, this is what you expect. If he played this well the first two weeks, he's legit challenging Todd Gurley in many leagues for the top right. running back and fan. That's how good he's been over the past six weeks. But um, another one, Alvin Kamara, you sort of briefly touched on it. Uh, any concerns about Ingram being back should be removed. Over the past three games, he's had 49 rush attempts and caught 13 passes with six total TDs. That's a, <laughs> that's a workhorse right there, even yeah, with geez. another great running back on the team. Right. James right, Conner. Those numbers are insane. Yeah. James Conner's the last sort of set it and forget it running back. They're always going to be in the top five to six. James Conner, listen to these numbers. Four straight games with over 130 scrimmage yards with seven total touchdowns. So he's pretty much right in line with Kareem Hunt's production on average. I mean, it's just this guy's playing better than Lev Bell did even last year or any of his real dominant years. I mean, he just is. Yeah, I guess the one thing that worries me is that uh, if you were smart enough to grab James Conner at the beginning of the season, uh, or you know, listen to somebody who said to you, "Hey, Greg, you should probably grab that guy." Greg, we're gonna keep mentioning it every week. He 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 shot me a message and like, "Are you guys really gonna keep bringing it up?" Yes, we are, Greg. I talked to him today and I said, "So James Conner gets inserted for you tonight," and he goes. Yeah, what's the over-under and you texting me saying, uh, how thankful are you for me being such a good friend and giving you that advice? Uh, I said, well, no matter what is happening, so you might as well just accept it. Love you, Greg. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, But what worries me is that I, I guess I think now you've seen the upside down messages that Lev Bell is putting out on Twitter. Uh, you know he's at in Pittsburgh at least because there's video of him playing, uh, I think, pickup basketball at, I, at a gym there. If I would have known, that LA Fitness is like sort of by my house. I could have went and <laughs> rained some threes on Lev Bell. Yeah, he just got this, a live interview. Hey, uh, what's the not takes on this, buddy? <laughs> and uh, I, I, I mean, I. I just I don't know like I think if this game if if Connor shows up uh, just like we always you know think he do, he think he will uh, even when we doubt him a little bit uh, and then that Ravens game we doubted him a little bit uh, I mean is this kind of like the is he is he on a short leash if he does bad this game no what, what do you think no 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 I think the team's just one hundred percent behind James Conner and like I said I'm doing a complete one eighty because I was wrong and I and I keep saying it so um, <laughs> I think he is locked in this year I think I, I think Bell's almost going to be the Ingram to Connor's Kamara really I mean that's the way right. I see it happening so. Yeah, I see the people saying that if Left Bell even comes back, that he's no better than a handcuff at this point, uh, which is wild to say, uh, especially with where you probably drafted him. Top three, uh, easily. Top I three, mean. easily, right. Uh, and now you're talking about him being a handcuff to a guy who probably wasn't even on your draft board, uh, was a guy you picked up off of waivers. Uh, that's just kind of how weird this whole Left Bell situation has been. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see in the offseason where he actually ends up. Uh, the one thing that really is like 
just like unrelated to fantasy, uh, just kind of one of those things that you need to, you know, wouldn't this be weird uh, if for some reason, some way, somehow Steelers go to the Super Bowl and win this thing with James Conner? Uh, how does that affect Lev Bell's, you know, position in in the offseason? Like, uh, are people going to say, you know, is it the Steelers offense or is it Lev Bell? Because they just did this with James Conner. And so what are we willing to pay for it? And here's the thing. They did it with D'Angelo Williams, too. Yeah. I mean, D'Angelo Williams was playing at a very high clip as well. So, um, boy, that's tough. I I still think he's such a dynamic playmaker, but I think he's going to rub a lot of teams the wrong way because whoever he's getting advice from, it's been very bad advice. I mean, he could not have played this. I I honestly think he went into it saying, all right, I'm going to sit a couple games. James Conner's probably not going to do very well, and they're going to want me back so bad. And, like, it just never happened. It really never right. happened. There was two games, right. I think, where Conner really – that's where we started questioning, like, okay, Lev Bell's coming back, it's over. And right. then outside of those two games, he's been as dominant as any running back in fantasy this year. So, I mean, I, I don't – again, I don't blame Lev, Lev Bell for doing what he's doing, right. wanting to get his money. This is what we both say probably his last big contract. Right. His last chance to get – a massive massive deal to set him up uh don't don't disagree with you wanting to take that position i just think it has just not played out very well for him in order to get maybe what he could have got uh from the steelers this year or had james Conner not played as well as he has been played. exactly dan one more i want to just uh cover before we jump on and it's david johnson so kansas city's pass defense has been tough but the run defense has been very suspect they're bottom of three against uh running backs in our league of record if he can't produce against Kansas City, what are your thoughts? Well, here's the thing is that uh, if I'm Kansas City, if I'm playing this Arizona team, I, I full-heartedly believe, just like you full-heartedly believe, the only person who can beat me, who can single-handedly beat us if we don't shut him down, is David Johnson. So I think the, the defense at this point sells out all the whole time against the run. Like that's what that's what they're gonna stop. So I think that hurts him. Um, Game script could really hurt him too. Right, because I just don't feel like you have any concern about the passing game, and that's where you're legitimately able to beat Kansas City is through the air. But you don't necessarily have the quarterback to be able to do that quite yet. Yep. Um, so unless it's a long screen pass, something like that, I don't necessarily have high hopes for him. Uh, it's just been, I think, one of those years where poor quarterback play has really hurt David Johnson. Maybe Byron Leftwich changing things up helps him. Um, but I guess we're going to see this week. I, if he doesn't, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I don't think this week really ma- changes my opinion of him very much either way. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been I've been down on him all year. Uh, and if he doesn't get, like, I wouldn't be I won't be surprised if he has a terrible game against Kansas City. It would not be shocking to me. Yep. So that covers our running backs, Dan. Let's go ahead and shift to the wide receivers. Number one, Michael Thomas away, Bengals. Two, Antonio Brown, home, Panthers. Three, Devontae Adams, home, Dolphins. Four, Julio Jones, away, Browns. Five, Odell, away, 49ers. Six, Tyreek Hill, home, Cardinals. Seven, Keenan Allen, away, Raiders. Eight, Tyler Boyd, home, Saints. Nine, Brandon Cooks, home, Seahawks. 
10, Mike Evans, home Redskins. 11, Jarvis Landry, home Falcons. 12, Josh Gordon, away Titans. Sleeper this week, Tyrell Williams, away Raiders. Dan, initial thoughts. Um... Oh, this is this is an interesting week for uh, wide receivers because I think you've got the old reliables one through five uh, and, and then probably reliable six as well as Tyreek Hill. He's usually sitting right in the middle. But boy, seven through 12 are, are very interesting because outside Braden Cooks and probably Mike Evans, probably guys that don't show up on our rankings very much. Right, Bob? Yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, we've got Tyler Boyd there. I mean, week to week, we've had him in there. Uh, but I think if anyone's a true boomer bust, I know we've got Tyrell Williams there as our sleeper. I think if anyone's a true boomer bust where it's either going to be a huge game or just an awful game in terms of what fantasy production is, it's Tyler Boyd. We talked about him earlier this week um, with the AJ Green injury. And this is this is pretty much it. This is kind of where you see which direction this is going to go for the next couple games that AJ Green's out. Uh, I know John Ross has been kind of a hot, hot pickup this week on the waiver wire. Um, He doesn't really excite me very much. I I really think that it's still Tyler Boyd's show. Um, I still think that they're going to see whether what they need to do in terms of stopping him, whether they need to double team him, whether they need to roll safeties to him every single time, uh, or whether they're going to say, okay, we're going to try him out one-on-one and see whether we can take him away with just one quarterback. Uh, so I, I think he is the most interesting player to me this week in the rankings, because I think he, I don't necessarily feel like he's going to jump um, you know, I feel like he could jump to six. I, I don't know if he's going to jump those other guys, though. Yeah, you're going to learn one or two things about Boyd. He's going to get tougher coverage. And will he play like he has been? Um, you know, or is the tougher coverage going to cause his stats to regress because he can't get loose against top coverage? So right. I think this is really going to, like you said, paint a picture moving forward. Um, yeah, let's stay at the bottom half, Dan. Jarvis Landry. Yeah, uh, that's the guy I want to talk about next. Yep. It's really the Falcons. They they allow almost 200 receiving yards per game to receivers. That's the third most in the league. His stats, you would think when Josh Gordon was traded, boy, this guy is going to really take off, and it just right. hasn't been there. But if it's going to happen, this is one of the weeks where it should happen because this should be a shootout. The Falcons can definitely put up some points. It's going to force Baker Mayfield and company to try and throw more like we talked about with Duke Johnson. So... Uh, it's almost like he's gonna have to. He's gonna fall into production just based by just getting blown out. Because uh, I think that could happen if the Falcons really get rolling there early on. Oh, absolutely! I, I think that absolutely could happen. Uh, the the one thing about the Josh Gordon, like I, you know, being traded and uh, I mean, pretty much traded for nothing, uh, in my opinion. And we talked about how crazy good that deal was whenever it actually happened. Uh, the only thing that kind of surprises me, and that doesn't surprise me, is that Jarvis Landry hasn't necessarily always been like a deep ball guy. He yeah. seems like he does a lot more uh, after the catch and things like that. Um, so that doesn't surprise me. But what does surprise me is that I, I thought the yardage would be way higher than it has been. I mean, he's had good games here and there. Um, but I just expected him to be getting just kind of peppered with targets, peppered with yards. I mean, he's the number one guy there, uh, but it just hasn't been the level of production that I've kind of expected. I think that this week is probably going to be the 
the, the one of the better weeks you have if you have Jarvis Landry because of exactly who they're playing. Yeah, l- listen to his yardage just sort of paint your picture. I'll go game by game. Starting at week one, 106 yards, 69, 103. You're thinking, okay, yep. th- this is what you're going to expect here. Then it bounces down to 34, 69, 11, 97, 39, 50. So, right. Only really- two 100 yard games so far this year. So, uh, it's just one of those things is that. Okay, well, there's not that many mouths to feed. Uh, Callaway hasn't impressed, and Juke and Joku has come on a little bit, um, but not getting that much love out of the wide receivers as you would expect. Yep. Yeah, Josh Gordon is another one I want to talk about. It looks like he's starting to click with Brady. I think Gronk not being 100% healthy is also helping with that. But he's been over 100 yards the past two games. And he's probably going to be covered by Malcolm Butler, the former cornerback for the Patriots. I think it's just one of those games where the jerk Bill Belichick, I think, just tries to target against him just to (laughs) prove a point. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That could definitely happen. And it'll be Josh Gordon. I mean, uh, you know, we thought it would just be a matter of time before he really started turning it on. And I think that time is, is starting to come. So, I mean, so the last three weeks, 100 against the Bears, 42 against the Bills, downer, 130 and one against Green Bay. Um, so maybe they're starting to, to get it right there. Um, he's just too talented. As long as his head's on straight, um, yeah. that's always the concern. The talent's never really been the concern. Right. And I mean, you really haven't heard very much negative stuff coming out of him being there in New England, other than that one week where they said he might sit a couple of plays because he was late a couple of times. Uh, and then all of a sudden he comes out of Green Bay with, uh, you know, what you said, 130 and a touchdown. So uh, it's just one of those things is I think you'll get more games like that out of Josh Gordon than the 30 yard performances. And uh, as the season goes on, I think this guy's going to be money when the fantasy playoffs roll around. I mean, if you've got him, uh, if if they get to a point where, uh, you know, he's really starting to pick up the offense and click a lot more with Brady, which, like you said, he he looks like he's going to or he's starting to, uh, once fantasy playoffs roll around, uh, you might really have something special there. Yep. And then the sleeper, Tyrell Williams, this guy's the definition of boomer bust. He's had four four touchdowns in two of the, uh, I'm sorry, in the last uh, couple of games here. If he doesn't score, though, like his last game would have been a complete dud. So um, he's really he's been banking on long plays, and right. he's been banking on turning those into touchdowns. Um, once again, we bring up the fact that they're playing the Raiders, so there's a good chance that could happen. Yep. But I mean, l- listen to it. His three last three games: three for one eighteen and two, four for one eighteen and one, two for twenty three and one. So my point is, he doesn't get in right. that end zone. Two for 20? Uh, Yikes. Yeah, yeah that's so, not something you want. <laughs> so you're playing with some fire there on that on that one. But once again, it's the Raiders. you got to look at the matchup there a little bit. Sure. I mean, it, to me, it seems like if when they go deep, it is in most situations one of those Williamses uh, catching the ball, whether it be Tyrell or Mike Williams. So, I mean, I feel, feel pretty good either they're starting him as my wide receiver three, hoping for one of those long ball touchdowns, or even throwing him in the flex, just hoping for the best. Right. And Dan, before we move on, I just got to say Michael Thomas had 12 for 211 and one last week. Just wanted to uh-huh. bring yeah. that back up. Uh, yeah. 
Yep, <laughs> so. I remember. Okay, moving on. Yeah. Thanks, Bob. So that covers our wide receivers, and we'll go ahead <laughs> and cover our tight ends. Like, I, I, I honestly feel like I'm Kevin McAllister uh, from the old <laughs> home alone. I should just have my, what was it, the talk boy, and yep. re- record the first two when they're not on buys. Number one, Travis yeah. Kelsey, home against the Cardinals. Two, Zach Ertz, home, Dallas. Credit card, you've got it. <laughs> I mean, they're always one and two, with Travis this Kelsey is, always the one. This is Peter McAllister, the, the father. father. <laughs> <laughs> and then from there, there there are some slight shifts after those two. And um, Gronk is not involved in the top couple. So threes, O.J. Howard, home against the Redskins. Four, George Kittle, home, Giants. Five, Greg Olson, away, Steelers. Six, Jimmy Graham, home, Dolphins. Seven, Jared Cook, home, Chargers. Eight, David Njoku, home, Falcons. Nine, Jack Doyle, home, Jaguars. Ten, Trey Burton, home, Lions. Eleven, Gronk, away, Titans. Twelve, Vance McDonald, home, Panthers. Sleeper, Vernon Davis, away, Tampa Bay. Dan, what are your thoughts on the rankings? It's, it, to me, it's funny. Well, not necessarily funny, but interesting to see that Vernon Davis shows up on the rankings as the sleeper, where uh, I think who everyone thought was going to have a bigger season this year or could have a big season if he remained healthy, Jordan Reed, appears nowhere in these rankings. And I think that is completely justified based upon the play of the last couple of weeks. And, and Dan, I just I just checked right before we came on. Roto World is reporting Jordan Reed back remain limited at Thursday's practice. So Oh wow. Yep. I mean if the, here's one of the things is that if he's the if Vernon Davis is the only tight end out there, I think I like him even a little bit more as a sleeper because uh, that means there's nobody in terms of other tight ends sucking up those targets there uh, in what we expect to be potentially a shootout. So Yeah, and who, uh, if, and who if, does he play? Tampa Bay. Yep. So. <laughs> so here's the thing is that if that, I, I definitely would pay attention to that, especially if you're a Jordan Reed owner uh, or even if you just need some tight end help. Maybe you've got Gronk uh, who, who's, you know, you've got a chance who has a chance not to play this year. I mean, this week uh, because of his back injury. Uh, maybe pay attention to that because Vernon Davis could be a really nice flyer to kind of stick in there. Uh, if Gronk can't play. And the good thing about Gronk is he's playing a 1 o'clock game, so you should know early enough on Sunday whether you need to make a move or not. Yeah, and, and the th- fact is, last year, Vernon Davis did have some good games. It wasn't consistent, but when there were favorable matchups like this, he was able to produce top 12 type of numbers you know, For sure. on any given week. So. Um, Dan, I want to jump up to number three, and I think it's a full-blown breakout. This guy is going to be one of the top tight ends moving forward in the league. Yeah. O.J. Howard, at least four receptions, 53 yards, and four total touchdowns over the past four games. I mean, you really can't ask for much more from a tight end. No, and, I, and in a league in which I can play a tight end at my flex, uh, I've got two players. Uh OJ Howard and Travis Kelsey. And they have single-handedly single-handedly won me weeks this year because of the amount of touchdowns that uh, Howard is scoring has been spectacular. And in the league that I'm in, it's a full-point PPR league. So 
even though he's not getting a ton of receptions, there's a little bit of points there. But it's the big deal is the touchdowns. He is definitely getting a ton of targets in the red zone. Uh, he has looked great this year. Uh, I mean, I, I don't remember at the beginning we were talking about whether Cameron Brait was going to be kind of the main guy. Yep. Uh, clearly not. Clearly not. OJ Howard's the main man here for sure. Yep. Um, just going to go right down the line and cover the next two. George Kittle. He's played with three different quarterbacks this year. But he's had at least four receptions in every game but one. And he flashed last week with Nick Mullins. He's a big play threat at any given point in the game. And you don't really see that very often for a tight end. No, and the other thing is is that he's the main, I think, the focal point of the uh, passing game at this point. You're not getting... I know a lot of people had high expectations for Marquise Goodwin. Nothing. You're not getting anything out of him except for the occasional long ball TD. Uh, People were expecting maybe Pierre Garçon to show up. I know Dante Pettis was a a hot kind of uh, name thrown around, especially in dynasty drafts. He has not been good outside of, I think, one week earlier in the season. Uh, If you have any part of the passing game, and again, we're talking about the tight end wasteland, which is literally the worst spot in fantasy. Uh, if you got George Kittle, he is a absolute must start now. I mean, he beat me last week pretty much single-handedly. So, uh, outside of a quarterback who threw forty and a defense that scored thirty-five, but you know, <laughs> be that as it may, George <laughs> Kittle definitely a uh, a hot commodity right now for sure. Yep. And then just right down the line at number five, we've got Greg, or should I say, Greg Olson? Greg. He's really starting to turn it on, man. He's been the fourth best tight end in fantasy over the three past three games. Three touchdowns over the past three games, and based on our League of Record scoring, uh, Steelers are bottom three against tight ends. So I think once they get down to the red zone, if Cam is willing to throw it, it's more than likely going to Greg Olson, and he's producing. Yep. yep. So um, nice, nice game from Jimmy Graham last week, Bob. Yeah, yeah, I, I like it, and it's, he's not relying on touchdowns like he was in Seattle, which is a nice thing to see. Because last year, if he wasn't scoring touchdowns, with which thank goodness he scored a lot of them, right? He was giving me like thirty to forty yards with right. maybe three or four catches. So it's he's nice to see that he's definitely more involved. involved, more involved. I think in the all-around offense. Uh, here than he has than he was in Seattle. It, it looks like a little bit more like the old New Orleans Jimmy Graham. Yep. And then last one I sort of just want to mention in passing, Dan, Jack Doyle. Um, you know, I picked him up and I was a little aggressive on the bye week, even though I had Ebron and Greg Olson. I wanted to get him because I think he's going to be a top 10 tight end rest of the season. He ran twice as many routes as Eric Ebron last time out. He was tops on the Colts in week eight with uh, a target on the third of his routes. Um, so, I mean, he's he's been targeted heavily. Uh, he's back to running routes uh, in more volume than Ebron. Um you know, and you know, just from my perspective, I had Greg Olson, who you never know that foot could become an issue. Right. Um, I was aggressive, and I, and I think it's it's just good protection, uh, especially on the waiver wire in such a poor position like tight end. Yeah, if you're thin at tight end, I mean, uh, I think that was the right move to do, Bob. Especially because you don't really know what's going to happen with Greg Olson because those foot injuries, toe, feet injuries, they're kind of nagging injuries, and it's not always easy to overcome them. Uh, I mean, but Greg Olson's looked great. But you don't want to get left with like having to play. Oh gosh, just about anybody else who's not top <laughs> twelve, basically. Uh, yep, and that uh, that covers up our tight ends, Dan. Let's close up with a quick review of our defensive rankings. One, we've got the Jets home against the Bills. Yeah, because they're playing Buffalo. There you go. No further analysis needed, <laughs> right? folks. That's it. Two Bears home against the Lions. 
three Chiefs home against the Cardinals, four Chargers away against the Raiders, five Packers home against the Dolphins, six Patriots away Titans. We got next the Bills away against the Jets. So we're looking at a defensive uh, specialty there against that game. They also going to go against the backup quarterback. So yep, eight Colts home against the Jaguars, nine Eagles home against the Cowboys, 10 49ers home against the Giants, 11 Jaguars away against the Colts, 12 Rams home against Seattle, and our sleepers, the Saints away Cincinnati. Dan, just initial thoughts. I mean, the the big one is, you know, whoever's playing Buffalo is going to be number one each week. Yeah. Is Peterman, is Peterman the starter again? Oh, goodness. I believe so. Yeah. Oh, God. What's the over-under on interceptions? 25? I don't know. <laughs> and I'd I mean, be tempted to I, take the over. Yeah. I think if you set the over-under of interceptions at three, would you take the over or the under? Over every time. Yep. I'd take the over, too. Uh, I, I think I would take it probably as, as much as maybe even four I would take the over. But uh, it's just brutal there. I feel bad because Buffalo is such a fun place, great fan base, great people, and their football team is just devastating them right now. Yep. Uh, the other one that kind of jumps Chargers, Oakland, I'm, I'm – I'm streaming the Chargers defense in a couple leagues this week. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I we talk about Oakland already. It seems like they're giving up, and uh, that offense is just, you know, not doing much. It's that's the bottom line is that they've traded away the big play potential. Marshawn Lynch is down, and uh, you've got little else there. Other than maybe, hopefully, they don't shut down Jared Cook. That's all I'm hoping for. And <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, I think the Patriots' D has come on strong these last couple of weeks. They're looking pretty good. Uh, I actually played them against Green Bay, which a lot of people were probably like, oh, "That's a little bit ner- it's a little bit nerve wracking to do that." But uh, it definitely paid off. They won me a they won me a game. So uh, I, I definitely like Patriots' D going down the stretch, and I love them this week against Tennessee. Yeah, they've uh, they've had a knack of getting turnovers. I mean, look, look at their interceptions. Even starting week one, 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 two, two, two. One zero fumbles one one zero one one zero zero one one and then add in three defensive touchdowns. I mean, <laughs> that's a sneaky uh, good defense that looked like it right. could be a little susceptible to uh, being scored on over the uh, first three weeks of the season. So for sure. And then the Bears, boy, if the Vikings could get ten sacks against Detroit, the Bears could tee <laughs> off against no the Lions. No kidding. And well, so, sorry, Detroit. I know we talked a little rough about uh, some players in the real or fake on Tuesday, but it's not looking any brighter against the Bears this week. Yeah, that's a tasty matchup for the Bears for sure. So, Dan, I mean, uh, I'm pretty comfortable that we've covered all of the rankings I want to cover. Um, are you ready to get drafty on the draft app? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Getting drafty on draft. And it's time for our weekly Thursday segment with our buddies Craig and John, where we're going to go ahead and do the getting drafty on the draft app. So, Dan and Bob, we have Craig and John on. Gentlemen, what's going on? Hello, fellas. No diggity, no doubt. Mm hmm. Wow. Yeah, I mean... Okay, very well then. Black Black Street was my shit back in the day, so... That's right, that's right. Let's just move on from that. Uh... (laughs) 
All right. So yeah, last week was the first week in about a month we were able to get the band back together due to some uh, personal events that occurred, and looks like we're going to be able to consistently get the guys together to do the draft app. Um, Dan, do you want to go ahead as I get everything no. set up and give the recap, please? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> oh, it was so close. How'd you do, so Dan? So close. How'd you do? Well, I was I was squarely in the lead all weekend all Sunday until Michael Thomas hit and just kind of blew me apart. Pulled out that Kia Sarah flip phone. Yeah. uh, (laughs) So so Bob won again with 126.64 points under the skills of Kareem Hunt and Michael Thomas uh, and Jared Goff. And you know, basically uh, propelled him past my score of 104 points with my top scores of Christian McCaffrey, who almost hit that 100-100 mark that I expected, uh, and a downer of a dud game. Not a dud game, but a downer game from Devontae Adams, bringing me in the second place. At least I didn't come in last. And then a third-place finish from uh, Craig with Woo-hoo. leading uh, with Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara. Nice call on Kamara that week. Uh, Craig and coming in last, please bringing up the rear, uh, John, with a high scorer of Cam Newton with 21 points. Zeke kind of laid an egg for him. Melvin Gordon played well, but not as well as he should have. And then uh, very, very little production out of his wide receivers: Emmanuel Sanders and Traquan Smith. Although my deep pull was the only one that scored a touchdown. Fair enough, but he also scored only nine points. Yeah, so. <laughs> Dan is picking it apart. That's right. I'm still what? I'm still salty about this, and I will be until next week. I'm curious. What are the what are the uh, yearly standings thus far? Do you have that in front of you? I, I did not do the calculations, John. I'll be sure to do my homework for you next week, though. Not nah, forget that next week. <laughs> yeah, you better not mention that again. So this, yeah. seg- this segment's falling apart, Dan. Come on. <laughs> so yeah, what we're gonna do this week, guys, is we're gonna sort of follow the same format because I-, I like getting a-, a little bit of a deep pull in there. So we're gonna do quarterbacks, two running backs, and for our pass catchers, you just gotta have one deeper pull. So whether it's tight end, whether it's wide receiver, it's just gotta be. You can't have two elite players. Uh, I think it added a little bit of flavor into it. So with that in mind, I'm going to go ahead and create the draft and send it over to you gentlemen and then we can go ahead and get started. Hey, do you guys mind? I'm, I'm curious because I, I have a, a potentially deeper target at running back. Do you guys mind if it's a deeper pull up running back and two elite receivers? Uh, I don't know. Alright, oh. that's fine. Uh, I mean, John, no, John all no, these no. all these requests, as you know, should be submitted in writing beforehand. Come on. Very true. Submit you know it. the format. I'll submit it for next week then. Thanks. Fine. All right, gentlemen. Looks like we got three of the four in. We're nothing but fair here, but come on. Follow democracy and protocol. <laughs> harumph. Harumph. I didn't get a harumph from that guy. You watch you. <laughs> All right, looks like we got myself, Dan, and John. Just waiting for Craig. What up, Craig? I was on the wrong screen. My bad. <laughs> All right. So. Ah, no! <laughs> Man! Here we go. We got the order set. Craig is first. John is second. Dan is third. And I'm pulling up the turn here, so... 
Of course you are. So, yeah. Hey, John, back to the um, the overall rankings. Uh, I, I think you and I are the only ones with two, I believe. Uh, two I wins? Three. I think I have three. Ah, well, there you go. Well, then, oh. you, yeah, you're definitely sitting Ooh. pretty. Oh, we're all very impressed. Huh? But Does anyone just, know the rankings? Does anyone know them? Does anyone know the rankings? I know I haven't had a first place finish, so we can all just agree on that. That's fair. <laughs> all right, so it looks like we're going to get started in 10. Nine. All right, five, four, three, two, one, and Craig is on the clock. Kareem uh, Hunt with the number one pick. He's been on fire. We talked about him in the rankings. I like it. Interesting. It's actually. I like it. I like it a lot. Go ahead, John. Uh, Take your boy. Take your boy. Good pass on Gurley. Oh, I put you in the same one. Rowdy Toddy Gurley. Rowdy Toddy. And. Oh, boy. You know what? I'm counting on you to blow up again, my friend. Oh, I was going to stack them, too. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Well, I guess the good thing is I can take Mr. Saquon Barkley. I don't think I've ever had a piece of him on the draft app. And you know what? I think I'm going to stack uh, another running back on top and go with Melvin Gordon, who's playing a team ah! that... That, that might that might be giving up right now. I'm not sure. Ah, I wanted that's, Gordo so bad. That's Gordo. two elites. And Dan, oh, wow. uh, after his broken heart is repaired, it will be picking next. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the running backs this week. Uh, I'm gonna go deep pull. James White. Jimmy. And now it's back to John. All right, I'm not going to go with my deep pull at running back that I thought I said I was going to. I'm going to I'm going to establish a rooting interest in tonight's game. Ah, that's what I was going to do, John. So, John, I'm curious as Craig's getting ready to pick, who was your deep pull at running back? Uh, Duke Duke Johnson. Yep, he's our sleeper this week. So I was I was wondering if that was who it was going to be. Yeah, that that Atlanta. Uh, the, the middle of Atlanta's defense uh, just is a sieve to running back the basket. Uh Craig, I'll, I'll give Mike Thomas your cell phone number because uh, he hit me up after he scored that and said, Dan, he's done for. <laughs> I want a piece of tonight's game as well, so I'm going to... Ooh, Antonio Brown. wonder if he's going to blow past the defenders like he did on McKnight Road tonight uh, today. <laughs> Oh, I just, yeah. <laughs> Did you see the commissioner from the Ross Township send a note out to everyone saying, slow down and lay off the weed? <laughs> oh, Odell. there he is. A little bit of a homer pick there, bud. And, oh, look you at know Tommy, what? Tommy, Tommy's boyfriend. Nice. I'm going uh, back to back tight. I'm going back, back to back touchdowns this week, baby. Oh, yep, that's what I was going to go with. So this is what I was worried about. What wide receivers would be there if I stack the running backs? Um, You know, I guess I'll go with, even though it's a tough matchup against uh, 
Howard from the Dolphins. I'm going to stick with Devontae Adams, who's just a touchdown monster. And QB. Ah, man, I'm between two of them here. So if I look at the rankings, I don't think I've had a piece of them. So I'm going with Patty Mahomes and his 350 and 3 every week. Yeah, that's who I was going to go. You know what? I'm going to do a little bit of a stacker with True Trees, True Breeze. Quarterback. You know what? He's at home. I have a super rooting interest in tonight. Big Ben. Really interesting. Sleeper. Living on Craig looks like he needs a. Oh, by the way, Craig. I'm going with the sleeper. I'm going. I. Yep. I know. Nice I, deep I, pull I, on the wide receivers there, Craig. My bad. My bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was my fault, guys. I will definitely take that on the chin. Oh. I want you to submit it in writing next week. So is your deep pull Michael Thomas or Antonio Brown? I'm trying to figure out which one's the deep pull. <laughs> uh, I mean, Mike, uh, da- Mike Davis, question mark? We all know Antonio Brown's a little bit off the beaten path. Okay? <laughs> he just hasn't been showing up very much this year. You know, the rookie quarterback, you know, there's a lot going on. So I was going to take Tyler Lockett, but I want a piece of this Atlanta-Cleveland game. Nice. Good call. <laughs> Oh, it's it's Danny Deepool. See how deep I'm gonna go, Bob. Oh boy. No. Oh, oh man. How deep is deep? <laughs> well, you have six oh, seconds to here. We'll do this. That's deep. Good, because I was oh. hoping I would hope I was hoping you would leave Marquez Valdez Scantling. Scantling. So I'm going heavy on Green Bay. So the draft you know is over, and let's go ahead and do our recaps. Then this is this is about as stacked or as closely stacked as the projected scoring has been. I think this entire time. So Craig, why don't you go ahead and recap out of the one spot? Sure. Um, so you know, pulled pulled real deep with my receivers this this week um michael thomas antonio brown i mean that young that young upstart antonio brown i really think can uh make it make a play this week my bad um <laughs> now really kareem hunt i really think with that against that terrible arizona defense is, is gonna be pretty good i like cam newton he's just the way he's playing right now and the way the Steelers defense has been picked has problems i think there's gonna be an awesome pickup there uh, i do like mike davis though it with, with against the rams offenses uh Devin, excuse me this week so i really do, don't mind him as a deep pull but i don't think he's gonna score a lot uh, and then obviously michael thomas is just a beast when it comes to when you read the to him so he's always a good starter all right yeah, that's a deep pull man <laughs> john you're up next out of the two spot we get it dan we get it i like the call on mike davis especially if uh if carson is out um, i wanted to go with my deep pull with Lockett in that game, but I ended up with Calvin Ridley in my deep pull. I think that uh, if Denzel Ward is shadowing uh, Julio Jones, we're going to end up seeing some passes coming Ridley's way in a game that could potentially be a shootout. 
Um, I find it very difficult to pass on Todd Gurley. He's been easily the most consistent piece in fantasy the entire season. Um, and then I wanted pieces of the, the game tonight. It's always nice to have a uh, rooting interest in the Steelers. You have an opportunity when you're talking about the Pittsburgh guys. So I took uh, Ben and Jackson with Connor. And then uh, I'm going to have the late game hammer with, uh, with Monday night. All right. And Dan, go ahead and recap out of the three spot. Yeah, it's uh, I went with uh, Drew Brees as the QB. I'm expect, I'm expe- expecting him to have a big week, even though it's away. Uh, it's now going to be an outdoor game. Could be a little bit chilly, uh, but I still expect that kind of uh, Saints uh, offense just to keep churning. Which is why I also went with Kamara as my number one pick, getting it done on the ground and through the air. I expect just simply more of the same. Uh, James White, maybe a little bit of a deep pull, but I definitely like him going against this Tex- this heightened defense. Uh, frankly, even if Sony Michelle's there, I-, I still feel like James White's going to get a lot of touches. Uh, and frankly, he's been on fire lately, so I'm hoping just to kind of continue that. Uh, I'm calling it back-to-back touchdown games for Julio. Uh, I- like everyone says, this is a shootout. And I went with a, with a deep pull, hoping for a, a big boom performance. Um, with Tyrell Williams from the San Diego Chargers. Stay classy, Dan. Los Angeles, Dan. Los Angeles. <laughs> oh, that's always San Diego to me. I really like that pick, too, Dan. Thanks. All right, and I'm going to recap <laughs> Thanks, my team. Please. Out of the four spot, uh, number one pick, Saquon Barkley. I mean, there's not much to say. He's about as safe of a floor as a running back can get with his pass receiving skills. Two, Melvin Gordon. I mean, he's was the guy I think I talked about most as we started this podcast, Dan, so nice to have a piece of him for once. Um, went with Pat Mahomes as my quarterback. Don't really need any analysis there. And here's where if the Dolphins show up, I could be in some trouble, but Devontae Adams is about as consistent a touchdown producer as there is in the wide receiver ranks. And I teamed him up with Valdez Scantling, who's been coming on, and now with the Allison injury, I just think uh, he's the clear-cut number two. So that recaps my team, and that covers our week 10 getting drafty on the draft app segment so it'll be fun to to check the results and uh we will meet again next thursday for another round on week 11 so thanks again for joining us guys good luck this weekend my dude good luck gentlemen goodbye take care Thanks, as always, to our buddies Craig and John for coming on to join us for another interesting and fun Getting Drafty on the Draft App segment. It's one of my favorite things to do. Um, I, I like getting the guys on, and it's it's always fun when you win, you know, sort of like last week how I did, but don't mean to keep bringing that up, Dan. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, now that we've covered our rankings, we've done our draft segment, uh, let's go ahead and close the show. So, as always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NotTakesFF. N-O-T-T-A-K-E-S-F-F. You can feel free to email us, nottakesff at gmail.com. Any questions, comments, concerns, ideas, you know, you have it. You can send it to us there if you don't want to go through the social media. Um, You can visit our podcast page, anchor.fm. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M forward slash nottakesff. You can listen to us there. You can follow us there. If you do happen to follow us there, you have the chance to interact with us with things like uh, voice messages that you can leave in. But if not, you can find every single platform that we're available on. We're available on 12. We're available on a lot of the major ones, Apple, Spotify, Google, TuneIn, you know. Uh, God, I, I, I lose track every time because we're just getting on so much more. But It is a lot. 
But um, you can find direct links there um, and then listen on any platform of your choice. Uh, For the Apple users, go ahead and rate, review, and subscribe. A rating really helps, especially if it's five stars. So if you have a moment, drop us a five-star rating and review. Um, But if you listen on any platform, go ahead and subscribe. You'll get every episode as we release it. Dan, why don't you throw a shout-out to your brother, Tom? Yeah, the uh, I guess the title track, the intro, the outro is a song called Alma, uh, written, performed uh, entirely by my brother, Tom. Uh, so if you dig his music like Bob and I do, there's always new stuff on his SoundCloud. Check out that dude, Tom, and uh, give him a listen. And, uh, you know, thanks, Tom, for letting us use that. Uh, we love that stuff. Much appreciated, my man. Yeah, and Dan, I'm going to have to talk to you because I don't know um, about the recording options on Sunday. I'm going to an event with my wife, um, but we'll update you guys if we have to do it later Sunday or if it gets moved to another day. Um, but we will do our Week 10 reactions. Um, well, just keep tuned in to our social media page. We'll let you know when we're going to drop it. Still hoping to do Sunday night, but you might be delayed a day. But um, Dan, until then, I'll talk to you later. Woo!